This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Al Duke's here. Uh, Jerry is on vacation, so CeeLo joins me. Oh, hi, CeeLo. Hi, Alan. You'll be on vacation starting tomorrow, right? That's right. Oh, boy, good job. You look a little chilly out there in Florham Park this morning. It's moist. It's uh, moist, always yes. moist out here. Mm. Like, it's uh, a lot of uh, early morning dew. Plus, they've probably got the sprinklers going to get the fields ready, yes, perhaps, right? Yes, absolutely. And it was, when I got when I got in my car this morning to drive in, it's 61. A little right. crisp this morning. The fall 61! The fall is not far away. Right. That's right. Now, why are you there, CeeLo? I'm here. What does Steve Summers say? Me here, you there. <laughs> That's right. I think you yeah. know the answer to that question oh. better than I do because I was it. relying on you for the answer to that question last oh. week, which I still, once you gave it to me, yeah. wasn't exactly sure what it meant. But... We feel you're more comfortable in the studio. Is that right? Okay. Yes, that's that's right. Because now, you, you have a lot of you have a lot of past experience to draw upon of me being on the road with you guys, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Plus, I heard the Jets don't care for you around here, so <laughs> based on your true. past Jets reporting. No, no, definitely not. They say you're the Manish Maida of radio. No, never. Now, CeeLo, I watched a lot of this uh, Mets series this weekend. Sure, it was a big series. Big series. I'll tell you, uh, as I say, it felt playoff-like. Yesterday was a beautiful day. It was like high 70s, low 80s, right? It was perfect, yeah. It was perfect, and yet I stayed inside and watched the Mets game. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the highlights like I do sometimes. I actually sat and watched the Met game because it felt like a playoff that game, That says right? a lot about you, that you yeah. gave up a nice Sunday to sit inside and watch a little uh, important baseball. I did, and it was packed. The stadium was packed, which makes it feel like something's going on. Then, So then I was like, oh, I'm going to get involved with Twitter also. So in that first inning when Pete Alonzo throws that ball to DeGrom not covering first base. Yeah, a little late. A little late, and um, uh, the Nationals scored three runs. I immediately went to Twitter, and I said, uh, Pete Alonzo now owes us a grand slam. He owes us four runs. So as I'm typing that, Keith Hernandez and Gary Cohen sort of go, well, somewhat could be DeGrom's fault because Pete did throw to the bag. Right and to the DeGrom bag, baby. So then everyone on Twitter became an expert. Oh, that's uh, DeGrom. That's on DeGrom. He's yeah. a, as if they know where you're supposed to throw the ball. Yeah, it's it's a tr I mean, it's a tricky play. It's uh, tricky. Normally you see with the pitcher covering, it's usually like an underhand flip, and there's a yeah. little bit more softness to that toss. Yes. He kind of fired it at, at the he base. He did. Little, a little too much mustard on it, and I think you saw based on Alonzo's reaction in the dugout and then what he had to say after the game that he certainly was taking responsibility for what happened on that play. Right. When he went into the dugout, he slammed his mitt down. Very intense, yes. I like You like to see that from a young kid, though. He's into I it. Love, listen, I love guys. like I love seeing Gardner slamming the bat yeah. on the ceiling. 
I like all of that stuff. So who would, if you could only pin the blame on one guy, who would you have blamed it, DeGrom I, or Alonzo? Uh, I'd probably have to go Alonzo, even though the throw was on the bag. But normally you're supposed to lead the pitcher a little bit, and he did, right. he did kind of fire it there. So yeah. you saw DeGrom kind of stutter his steps as he was getting. Yes. I think he was expecting a feed more towards him, and then he would continue and touch right. up the base. A little, little miscommunicate there. It happens. Unfortunately, it led to three runs on the play. If I'm a star pitcher, I want no part of covering first base. Right. Because a throw gets in the baseline, that dude's just going to run you down. Yeah, and they actually they had some room. But, yeah, DeGrom, not only does he have to run over and cover on that play, but then when the throw goes wild, he's got to sprint after it, feeds Ramos, who can't freaking catch the ball, so the third run scores. Right. But DeGrom was feeling it with the legs yesterday because later in the, he put down the, you know, the little push bunt, beat oh, it right. out for a single later on. Yeah. So he was running all over the place yesterday. Oh, yeah. And then I was also in the car at some point during this game, and I heard Howie Rose saying, like, is the, there's still like 40-something games left, I think, right? Yeah, Baseball man. Wise. It's like, what, say August 12th? So, yeah, yeah. we still got over a month and a half to go. And so people are acting like, well, oh, is this going to take the uh, energy out of the Mets, this no. big loss? What, are they supposed to win every game the rest of the year out? They're a game out in the wild card. They get a little right. off day today, and then a big series. They're going to go down to Atlanta, and I oh. would say at least take two out of three from the Braves. By the way, you said you stayed in and watched the game. Now you tell me you were out and about in the car. So well, which listen, one was these it? games are long. I was, in, I was watching, <laughs> then I got in the car, put on Howie Rose, then I got back home, put back the TV on. All right. So you a little little mid game. Yeah, that way I feel like I you had to run. Yeah, I've seen and heard everything. Okay, with the game. you had all bases covered. Nice I job. I did. Nice job. And then on uh, the previous games, Friday and Saturday, um, what was it? It was um, Conforto getting his shirt ripped off. Yeah, Alonzo. Alon- he seemed very intent on ripping that man's shirt off. He did. He did. He did say, "I didn't really know what else to do." So I guess he just committed to, "Well, I don't know what to do." So I think <laughs> ripping the shirt off is yeah. the move, and I'm not going to stop until it comes off. Now and listen, it came off. Conforto is in better shape than me. I'm not saying that, but I thought a little. I thought I expected a little more muscles on him. You know, with baseball players, I feel like. If they're too, sh- if they're too like ripped and shredded, like Tim Tebow, yeah, I, I don't. I just feel like there's more opportunity to pull something, or you know, you need that range of motion, that pliability that Tom Brady always talks about. So right, th- these guys sometimes when the shirt comes off, little softness. Is oh, I like a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got like a dad bod, but a he's little, a young guy. Not all trimmed up as far as the body hair goes either. Right, but you know what? Hey, he's living the life. It's all good. Right, he was feeling it, and that's what sucks about baseball. Like football, if you have a game like that, you got a whole week to like eat it up and soak it in. Yeah. Baseball is like next next game you lose, then that whole fun is over. It is, but they came out the next night and they had another little late inning comeback. Conforto yeah. wasn't right in the middle of it; he didn't have the game winning hit, but no, they did. They did manage to lock up a series win. You expected that they would have finished off the sweep because they had Degrom on the mound yesterday. Right. And he pitched fine. I mean, three unearned runs in the first, and that was it. But, uh, I mean, listen, the Nationals are, we know they're a talented team, and they're certainly in the mix for a playoff spot. They're holding down that top wild card spot. But to take two out of three, I think, keeps the momentum going. But now it's about what they can do down in Atlanta this week. In the mix, got to have it. Uh, My favorite Yankee story of the weekend, did you see this Brian Cashman? I did, yeah. (laughs) Brian Cashman was pulled over by police at gunpoint, (laughs) (laughs) taken out of his Jeep. Yeah, his Wrangler. Now, I didn't just read the headline on this one. I Good. read the whole story. There's a lot of detail in there. So I guess he, I guess his Jeep was stolen. Yeah, earlier in the week, which I don't think I had heard about at all, which no. I guess why would we until after the fact? And then he got it back. They found it abandoned in the Bronx somewhere. <laughs> like someone <laughs> Sounds just about right. jacked his Jeep, drove yeah. it to the Bronx, and then just left it. 
Oh, see, that part I didn't even read. They found it abandoned in the Bronx. Yeah. All right. So then uh, he gets the Jeep back, but I guess police hadn't cleared it from the stolen list. Right, up in Connecticut, where I guess he lives, where he had filed the, you know, the stolen car report. So it was, they were, they were, look, there was like a, I don't know, APB is probably not the right, right phrase. Oh, yes, definitely APB. There was, yeah, the cops were, you know, supposed to be looking for this, for this vehicle. So when, right. he, when they found it and he was in it, they just probably figured, oh, this is the stolen car. Right. Let's go take Get this out of the car. Down. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good about it, though. He was very complimentary of the law enforcement. They were right. doing their jobs. They did the right thing. miscommunication. You know, there should have been... Whoever found the car should have alerted them to take it off the list. But yeah, the, the Yankee GM being, uh, you know, held at gunpoint over his over his own stolen car that had been since returned to him is it's pretty interesting. I would have liked to see the optics on that. I don't know that I would want my stolen car back because someone was in it. Who knows what yeah. they were doing in there? What plugs they were, what wires they were messing with? Right, you would have probably just set fire to it, moved moved on, <laughs> or, or pulled the Jerry the Seinfeld with the bo car and just yeah. Shook the keys in front of the homeless man, threw it in the car, and walked away. That, if that I was cashman, I'd been like, "Ah, eh, let's say we didn't find that thing. <laughs> I can do a new right. one anyway." Yeah, just wherever you found it, just, yeah, just leave, leave it. it there. Just I'll, leave I, it there. I, I can, I can spring for a new car. That's right. You, f- you feel violated when your car gets yeah, stolen. Yeah, you, you have no idea what happened in there and, while, while it was away from you and left in the Bronx. Yeah, that's not. There's too many things that could have gone wrong in that in that time period where he didn't have access to it. Once a year in the uh, early '80s, my dad would take me to a Met game. And on the ride there from New Jersey, we used to, I did, God knows how we used to get there. We drove, <laughs> but we would see abandoned, stripped cars in Queens. <laughs> yeah. Just like cars on the side of the road with nothing yeah. left but looked like like a deer carcass. Yep. You see the bones, but all the meat, the skin and the meat has been pulled off of it. Picked apart at. <laughs> you picked apart. Taken I'm telling, to like, the chop shops. Like, doors were missing. It was just the frame <laughs> of a car on the side of the highway. Dude, so my, my my dad, I originate from Queens, right? So I was born in Queens. I lived there till I was four. We moved to Northern Virginia for my dad's job. Long story short, we'd come back often to, to visit family, usually around the holidays. And my brother at the time was living in Whitestone. This is probably, I don't know, 1991, 92, something like that. So we had a Honda. Back in the day, this you had the removable radio. You remember that? Right. Put yes. Put it in the in the in the like the little holder and take it with <laughs> yes. you, so it couldn't get jacked. Yeah. So my dad had the removable radio, which he took out of the car. We were staying at my brother's, so we left the car on the street overnight. Came out the next morning, all four tires gone. <laughs> and they left. The best part was they must have had to get away quickly. They left the car up on the jack, so it was like <laughs> elevated, and the tires were gone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I was a stupid. Uh, the criminals must have known everyone did this i had the removable radio also and yeah. i would just put it in my glove box yeah, well that doesn't that doesn't no. really serve the so purpose they broke, now, does it? No, they must know that everyone does that so yeah. they just broke in my car and took it out of the glove yeah. box and what was what was the thing people used to put on the steering wheel the big the the, the red thing that would, uh, load nah, no not load not jack, the, the club the club the cl- <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I used Brian to love, cashman could have used the club yeah. this week it sounds like i used to love seeing uh cars with the club in it in the streets of new york which are like no one's taking this car right it's a toyota from the early 90s no well, one they may not take the car but they'll take your wheels and your radio or right. whatever else they can strip off of it that and is sell true for, sell for profit do we have to take a break eddie scuzzeri uh yeah why would today be any different <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing commercials day these days radio on radio Al? got it all right fair enough uh when we come back i have a fantastic story left that's a radio tease see you
All right, Boomer and Geo in a matter of moments, live from Jets camp today. Mets lost to the Nationals 7-4 off today in Atlanta beginning tomorrow night. Yankees blank the Blue Jays one zip day-night doubleheader with the Orioles today in the Bronx. Patrick Weed, uh, Reed rather, won the Northern Trust Patrick in Jersey Weed. City. Patrick Weed, Al. He was smoking <laughs> it up out there in Jersey yesterday. <laughs> I love that the Jets kicker Chandler. How do you say his last name? Catanzaro. Catanzaro. I love that he. I love that he retired after missing two extra points. Right now, it's Boomer and Geo at Jets Camp in Florham Park.